Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Aveda Go. All right. Hey guys, welcome and thanks so much for joining me today on the Senior Living Mastermind. I'm joined today with uh, Cindy Pressler. Cindy is the owner and operator of Care Home Consulting. Cindy, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great and happy to be here. Glad we finally connected, Mitch. Yeah, absolutely. So we we met last year at the Torch Conference. I think that was September, and uh, we were both speaking there. So uh, it was really, really cool to meet you there and, and meet all the people there. Uh, what's been going on in your life? How's it, how's things going? Um, well, I'll tell you in a nutshell. Have if you've ever started a business, you know exactly what's been going on. Yeah, <laughs> learning curves, learning curves, learning curves. But it's exciting. It's an exciting. Uh, an exciting venture and opportunity to be to be in business still while there's opportunity for small business right yeah for sure you know people say it a lot that this is probably i think every generation says it but i think it's still true this is the best time to to be starting a business running a business there's so many opportunities with gosh everything that's happening with ai and it's just amazing the stuff that's happening right you're right. Exactly. And I, I really love telling young people. Um, one of my grandsons recently said to me, I'm just in college because mom said go because I don't know what else to do. And there's not really a whole lot of opportunity. And he was all, you know, glum. And and I just looked at him and I said, Ian, you come from a long line of creative thinkers. And if any of us had ever thought about that, you wouldn't even be alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He looked at me and he yeah. said, you think there's opportunity out there? And I said, there's so much opportunity for you young people. It is amazing. So we need to have more conversations because it it's right. You know, there there's so much. We need young people. We need people of all ages, but especially these young people. We need these young people to come up and they're smart. They're bright. They're creative. They're different yeah. than our generation. But that doesn't mean that it's not full of talent and opportunity. So. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Well, Cindy, tell me a little bit about you and how you found your way into senior living and assisted living. How'd that even happen? How are you where you are today? Um, somebody brighter and smarter than me kept opening the right doors and I kept saying, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, my college degree is in such and such, but I'm working in such and such. And it's pretty common, I think. Um, yeah. I went to college. I, my dream was to be, first of all, I wasn't mature enough to be away that far away from home. My mother was right, but, you know, <laughs> I got my way. But um, so what What 17, 18, 19 year old really knows what they want to do for real. Um, I went to college to be a writer. I wanted to never get married, never have children. And I wanted to travel the world and be a linguist. I'm good Love at language, right? Yeah. I ended up dropping out of school, getting married, had four children, 23 grandchildren so far. Three wow. of us are great-grandchildren. And that was a long life of, okay, uh, how am I going to feed these kids and take care of them? And so... When I was 17, I worked part time at the local nursing home to put away money for school. Hmm. And then in college, I did a variety of things. I worked on the work study program and ended up in the dean's, uh, the president of the college office, and did a lot of um, 
conference presentation material work and putting together things for for teacher conferences, professor conferences and things like that. So the point to all of this is I can look back in my resume and in my work career history and I can I can absolutely see a long pattern of a progressive tra uh, trans uh, transition into exactly where I needed to be. Mm. I didn't ever finish that college degree to my regret. Um, but through a through a lot of opportunity, I was able to get that college level information training and expertise uh, through the doors that open. And it, you know, I'm of that generation. So a lot of the industry at the time was senior, beginning to be senior focused. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working at um, um, at the local area agency on aging. Went in on a Friday afternoon for an interview and they said, can you do this, this and this? And I said, absolutely, I can. And that Friday night, I called my husband at work and said, I need to come into the office this weekend. Y'all need to teach me how to do uh, what were those old spreadsheets we used to do before? They were DOS based. My gosh. And I said, Jeez, I got yeah. to I have to know how to do those by Monday because I'm going to be doing spreadsheets for reporting from the county to the Texas Department on Aging. And he said, I love that. Yay. OK, <laughs> so that's how I got started. <laughs> And uh, just I love that. from there, I progressed up through, you know, local area agents on aging county work up through and learned a lot about federal regs in Texas and the older Americans at all. It was a really a time of education for me and lots of great, great, great grant writing for nonprofit. I mean, mm. got my social work associate, you know, certification, all kinds of great opportunities. And they were all I didn't know it. I did not know it, Mitch that they were all building blocks for where I am today. And for sure. yeah, yeah, is amazing, an amazing journey. Lots of great opportunity. Yeah, that's great. You know, and, it, and it's perfect, right, to use those years of, of wisdom and work uh, to where you are now, because now you're you're helping people start care homes, start assisted living facilities, um, get out of hot water sometimes, you exactly. know. If I was, because a lot of people that are, that are going to listen to this are are in that seat of like, should I, they, they want to get into uh, senior care, a residential care home, or, you know, maybe they're an investor. What What's some good sort of the fundamental things that you would tell someone who's either just started or thinking about getting into assisted living? If you call me and you're an investor, I say the same thing in, in a flip order. If you're an investor and you call me and you want to get into this business, you're you're looking at dollars and your mm -hmm. questions are different than that person that wants to uh, get into the business for other reasons. And so my my comment to the investor type realtors, people like that. I know you're I know that you already know that this is a potentially lucrative business, so I know why you're interested in it. But you also need to learn the nuance of the business and the reason the business is important to the seniors of Texas and their families. Hmm. You need to figure out what the heart of this business is. So that's where yeah. you're going to be consulting and help the most, believe it or not. And then to the other person that is that caregiver, that nurse, that longtime caregiver, that family member, whatever they might be, just the regular person like me, maybe with maybe with some professional healthcare experience, maybe not. They're coming into it usually because they have a heart for seniors. They've had a family mm -hmm. member that needed help, and now they want to be able to impact from that experience. Or they're just that caregiver that's had a heart, and they want to they want to be able to do this and and be their own business owner. So my advice to them: 
we got to talk numbers. You've got the other part down, but you don't understand business. So the focus mm-hmm. for you is going to be learning about business because the end of the day, Mitch, it's a heart service business, but it yeah. is a business. For sure. It's not, a, it's not a hobby. People are not a hobby. People are a serious matter. And the lives of people that you take into your care is a serious matter. Yeah, love that. Love that. So with those two different audiences, investors, it's like, hey, we know you get it, but you got to figure out why, you know, you even want to be over here and and sort of live that a little bit. And then for those folks that are that already get it, it's like, hey, there's the whole business side of this thing that you really need to get your head wrapped around or you're going to get yourself in hot water. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And both are going to be disappointed and walk away when they could be the very perfect person to be the success mentor model for this, right? So we want to impact the industry with, you know, we want to educate, we want to, we want to enhance and enrich and elevate people with their motivation and their dream of what they want to refine it, to be what it needs to be so they can succeed and they can contribute and they can solve it. For sure. For sure. Cindy, who would you say is like, when you look at care home consulting and the services that you guys uh, do for folks, who is your ideal client? Like who, who could you step in and help just immediately? That person that has kind of an understanding of business. No, let me retract all that. The person that's smart enough to know that they need to listen. Hmm. And that that's smart enough to know that with all the knowledge, with all the knowledge I have, Mitch, I need a business coach. I'm mm. sometimes more than once a month, but you know, I can afford yeah. once a month. And then I need, I need accountability. I need, so there are some very, uh, what do we call those things? Those subjective things that uh, skills and, and things that you need to be willing to envelop and embrace. They may not seem like the stepping stone that's going to make you financially successful if that's your ultimate goal, but they absolutely are the foundation of learning and growing and becoming Um, as this, this 18 months of being in business, all I've, all I've figured out is that I've got one more question. I have one more question because I've got one more thing I need to ask and learn. Uh, And it's like that every day, every day. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Me too. Me too. I mean, I, you know, I have, um, I have a business degree. I have a master's degree in business, but I also have a business coach and I need people to help me like, because it's easy to get into the overwhelm. It's easy to get into. I've got all these things to do. And what happens to me is I kind of just back off and get into denial a little bit. And then I don't wind up doing anything. Right. I wind up scrolling through YouTube or whatever. And I need that accountability. And so you provide that for folks that are getting going, getting started, or even folks that are in, you know, been in business for a while, right? That could use that kind of uh, coaching and accountability. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You never, if you're going to continue to have a business, your business is going to continually change. Hmm. But money is a fluid object. It It flows and it runs business or it, takes down business Mm -hmm. money runs your life or you run your or if you don't run your money it runs your life so you have to talk about money you have to talk about 
business factual things that are going to affect your day-to-day operation and ability to care for those seniors that you love and want to serve. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have to be willing to grow and you can't, you, your business can't grow if you can't grow. It won't, it won't grow if you don't grow. So yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's an interesting thing. I ask myself at least once a day, I'll, I'll pass by a mirror in my house and I'll stop and go. I'm making this a habit. I'm a very creative person. I love creating, right? Mm -hmm. I love creating so much I could get nothing done. Mm -hmm. I can get nothing finished because it's all about the joy of the ride of creation. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't pay the bills. So I have to stop and check myself and say, and I'm learning this from a business coach. Accountability is really hard because you can believe your own truths, but it's easier to believe your own lies. And your own lies mm. are, is, oh, it's really good today. Man, I got things done. Did you get that bill paid? No, I don't have enough money to do that. <laughs> so yeah. it really comes down that simple. I mean, it sounds silly. And yeah. when I'm talking to people that I believe are probably much more astute, educated, and accomplished than me that call me for help, we end up talking about the very basic, simple things of whether you are a dreamer, a creator, a stoic numbers person, whatever, it's all, it is all some form of a dream. And a dream yeah. is a is is a wish deep inside of you. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing. 90% of us aren't doing what we're doing because we don't like it. Right. We may say that's true, but when you learn to talk to people and really ask them the right questions, people will realize, you know what? I, I'm kind of doing this because I'm good at it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well, then now let's talk about if you're good at that, how else does that translate? How's that going to translate into running a business? So you see, it get, you get into some of that really deeper stuff that business owners might not think they need, but they do need it. Yeah, that's you're absolutely on point. And it reminds me of like myself, I, I am I have a great vision for some big things, but I know this about myself because I'm. I'm better, getting better at self-awareness. I'm great at starting something. So good, right? But I struggle with finishing it. Like, I want to start this big thing and move on to the next thing. You're um, here. So I, I need folks that I need folks that can come in and help me execute and finish up. Uh, and I've learned, you know, uh, that I, I do need help. I need help from coaches. I need help from people that are, that can actually get some of those things done. So that kind of self-awareness. Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Aveda Go. It's the all-in-one sales and marketing platform for assisted living facilities. It does everything you need and it's built for homes of four beds up to 200 beds. You have got a website builder, a landing page builder, chat widget for your website, that you can do all kinds of stuff with. We can man the chat for you. We have people that do that, or you can set it up to man with your folks. Google business messaging, Facebook messaging, missed call text back. Everything you need to run your business, sales and marketing is built into Aveda Go. That's spelled A-V-E-T-A-G-O. You can find this at alf, A-L-F dot Aveda marketing dot com. All right. Listen to what 
John Darby had to say about Aveda Go. John is the CEO of Torch and the CEO of Mercy House, so he owns and operates assisted living facilities himself, but he says, where else can you get texting, email, phone, website in one platform? I see this as the software of the future for assisted living facilities, setting owners up to scale their business. Folks, if you have an assisted living facility, you need Aveda Go. Go to alf.avedamarketing.com and get it today. Uh, that's what you're helping uh, these entrepreneurs and people that are getting into or folks that have already been in uh, senior living, uh, helping them figure out, right? Yes, absolutely. And I, I love it because I'm a teacher at heart. I didn't get my teaching degree. I had a principal ask me one time, offer me a, a full-time teaching job when I was my kids were young and I was working part-time at school um, for the benefits of being on their schedule. And um, they offered me a job after my second year there. And I, I was like, I, Jeanette, did you not ever look at my resume? No, you come highly recommended and your, your teaching skills are impeccable. And I said, I don't have a degree, Jeanette. And she said, why not? And I said, well, do you remember that game called Life, that board game called Life? And she said, yes. And I said, I saw early on when I picked the teacher route, I made less money than everybody else on the game board. And she yeah. said, oh, Cindy, that's horrible. And I said, but it's true, right? And she goes, yeah, kind of so. <laughs> I said, yeah. I can't afford to go get my degree to make 37000 a year. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, you know, my smart aleck answer was, People have to learn how to teach. <laughs> she, mm. she said, stop it. But anyway, that's my yeah. humor. But yeah, you know, you have to find, I mean, I always kind of beat myself up because I thought if I have this natural talent for teaching, then why aren't I accomplished at teaching? Well, that's what I was talking about earlier. I had to get help looking at that skill and going, how does that translate into outside the, the normal boundary of a classroom? Mm -hmm. Well, it does. Consult Cindy helps people do that. So we yes. educate to, just like a teacher. A teacher's goal is to teach you how to pull out of yourself what you know how to do and expound upon it. Yeah. So you educate, you elevate, and you enhance and enrich that person's ability to be a business owner. Yeah. And Mitch, I want to make one more point. In our society, we have come to a place, I believe, I could be wrong. People can argue with me. You have that right. Um, but I see this a lot in my, I've seen it in my own life. It's a trap of, it's always somebody else's fault. I'm stuck in this job because I didn't get a better opportunity. I'm this or I'm that, or I can't do this or that because it's taking full responsibility and saying, you know what, if I am going to be in business, it's not going to be the bank's fault if I fail. It's mm. not going to be Cindy's fault if I fail. It's going to be my fault because I didn't do what I was told or I didn't listen. I didn't check myself that you all. It always comes back to you and and yeah. teaching people to take that responsibility. My parents are looking down from heaven right now, by the way, laughing, going, yeah, she finally got it. Um, <laughs> submission is not loss of freedom. Submission to patterns and and skills and habits and ideals and ethics and different things like that uh, are not meant to imprison you. They're meant to actually set you free to operate. Mm. So people, I'm finding a lot of people 
haven't thought about that in their own life. And those are the kinds of things, believe it or not, when I started out doing this business, the thought, yeah, I can tell you how to get licensed, ABC, here we go. But there's a whole lot of conversation and in between the line conversations that happen in order to bring about understanding of why you need to follow a pattern. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, there's an objective path to starting a care home. I mean, put the the checklist together, right? Follow it. Do everything you're supposed to do. Uh, But the the real hard work is figuring out, you know, how do I self-sabotage? How do I, you know. (laughs) What what's holding me back, right? What are the fears that that keep me from actually doing the things I need to do to why be successful? Yeah, yeah, why why can't I talk to that family member and keep them happy? Why why do my residents keep moving out? Why mm. why do my staff keep turning over? Uh, wow. Why do they like me? You know, why can't why don't they listen to what I say? Um, mm. You know, my Boy, very, that- my very first time to be an administrator at an assisted living of a forty bed complex in Central Texas. And yeah, I did a lot of good things. And yeah, we had some good, good, you know, we, we really had a good first successful year. We hit our, we hit our occupancy full by the, by the 12th month. It was amazing, but that was not an easy road. And about halfway through, I had a staff meeting one day and I had everybody come into my small office and we sat on the floor and on boxes and on my desk and we had the best staff meeting. And I can remember the staff meetings up to that point people left mad at me. Mm. <laughs> they didn't leave motivated, right? Yeah. And that day something changed. I And it changed because I went to a mentor and I said, you run great staff meetings and you know, I'm a type A personality and I don't like to ask the question unless I know the answer. And he said, yes, I know that about you. What do you want? And I said, I want you to tell me how you have such a good relationship with your team. And he started coaching me. And that day, that week, I must have had at least 90% of my staff come in and bring me a cookie or a nice tea mm-hmm. or something and say, Cindy, it's been a great week. Thanks so much for listening the other day. And I thought, not even sure I did, but I must have. So I had to start learning how to wrap my head around my, my um, unskills right? The things yeah. that I thought I was good at because I'm cute and funny and I love you and I'm treat you nice and everybody loves me, right? No, everybody doesn't love you. <laughs> so. yeah. Hey, that stuff right there is gold. What you just said, like the leading into that whole thing you just said of like, why can't I speak to that family member? Why, why are people turning over? Why is the staff not happy with me? And I think if that, if the folks listening get one thing out of today's conversation, I'm sure they're going to get a bunch more, but when as a leader, when you are going into those staff meetings or when you're it, your staff and those families can tell when you're off, mm-hmm. they just can. And that negative, whatever's going on in you is, is passed on to them. And then guess what? The whole energy is that way. Absolutely. So it, it's like, Hey, how do I go in there Monday through Friday to that staff meeting and and really project positivity, you know, motivation? It's just it's hard. It's hard. You you're all, you cannot. How many times have I heard in staff meetings? Don't bring your flat tire to work. The residents mm-hmm. don't deserve your bad mood. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you're that if you're that residential care aide, that's sitting at that table 
listening to that and you left a dysfunctional home in the morning because one of the kids was Mm. sick and they can't go to daycare and the husband's out of town or he's mad because the kid's sick and you get yelled at. Then you have a flat time. I mean, it's just a mountain of things Mm. and you don't have the skill to to handle that and you bring that to work with you and then somebody says don't do that you're like great i failed again yeah. right i mean it's just not we have to find better ways of caring for each other and mitch if i can't say this enough people ask me all the time about their census how do i get residents i said well you learn to take care of your relationships first mm-hmm. the people you're networking with what can you do to help them They're going to send you a referral because they're going to remember you helped them. Don't expect it. Just start planting that seed. Your your three, three people audience that make or break your business is your staff, your family member, and then your resident. Yeah. And to follow that up, it's the network of people that you connect with. Yeah. I love that. There, there's a, I know you're familiar probably with Zig Ziglar and he's coined the idea of like, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll end up getting what you want. And uh, just, just have that giving generous nature of, especially like you say, your network. Cause then especially every care home is local. And so you have to think, that's what I tell my clients when I think digital marketing, it's local. So how do I market this business? locally right and part of the big part of that is the relationship with hospice networks um you know home health care all those folks right the placement folks i mean you got to know those people communicate with those people if you've got three beds open those people should know about it absolutely yep absolutely and and that's care homes need a lot of help Uh, residential care homes um big corporate is kind of you know they've got the funding and the staffing and the, the the widespread ability to kind of attack that, but the the residential care home, the small type Bs, um, they need a lot of help because they don't have a lot of those resources and they don't have a lot of net, you know, they don't have a lot of those skills or places to kind of figure that out. So that's another thing that we do is we try to help. We try to help all competitors know that your competitor may in fact be your best referral source if you mm, develop that's a relationship. True. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and that's true in any industry, I think. So it's it's across the board information. Yeah, I just yeah. gotta take care of people. Somebody told me one time I was I was um at a crossroads looking at a job opportunity that was a lot of money, but it made a big difference um financially in my in my children's lives. I was a single mom at the time. And um or a job in at the COG, at the Council of Governments. Hmm. And I said, it doesn't pay as much money, but oh my gosh, I get excited when I start looking at the, and then she said, you'll be more committed to that than you will to the one that's just going to be money driven. Get your eyes focused on something. And if you are looking at something in your life where you're going to provide service to, to creation, then that's probably the best one to choose. And let me tell you, from there, I went to the state, to the Texas Veteran Land Board, to private industry, to nonprofit to where I am now. And it's been an amazing journey, but not just to my credit. Yes, I have the skills and I was able to walk through the right doors to help open those skills and develop them. But it was because I was learning to listen. I was learning to listen. Mm -hmm. 
to somebody else besides me. Yeah, man, what a skill. What a skill. Well, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get challenged today by the universe for saying that out loud. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, me too, me too. Well, you guys have um, a pretty cool thing coming up, right? So you have a certified assisted living manager course that's coming right. up next month, right? Right. Coming I'm not up. sure when I'll when I'll air this this podcast, but it'll be before your okay. uh, for your event. That's that's what I want to help you put out there. So tell me a little bit about it and and okay, how, yeah, tell me about that. <clears throat> it's exciting. I've I've thought about this. This goes back to a 30 year old dream. Okay, when I was in my 30s, I worked at the Texas. Uh, it was called Dads then. From, from Texas Department of Aging, it transitioned into dads, and I was part of a new group that came into dads in a, in a very special position. And there's a man by the name of Fred Worley, um, who was the leading architect uh, designer there for regulatory at that time. And he's well known across the state for doing life safety code trainings and stuff. He does some for Torch in different places. And um, I used to walk around, I, I would get in meetings where Fred was presenting and my regional operations director would say they I would always be quoting something Fred said. Now Fred didn't know me. Okay. I was I was a little little guy on the totem pole. And uh, I'd get up and leave my booth to go wander around, take a break, and I'd come back and uh my boss would say, Have you been out stalking Fred again? Because my favorite saying was when I grow up, I'm gonna be just like Fred Worley. I'm gonna know all that mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, it was kind of a, a cute little joke around the office. So Last year in January, I had the distinct privilege of having lunch with Fred and his wife, and I told him that story, and he just died laughing. But I've been privileged to have worked with people like that. So now we've been working uh, for quite some time uh, behind the scenes on things together, and Fred does a lot of my life safety code for my clients, uh, evaluation visits and feasibility studies. Then I got to meet a couple of other people on his team. So we have finally, this uh, last month, we all came together and I said, I really want to launch a calm course uh, back here. The, we, we come from the days when a lady by the name of Janoyce Wilson, um, Janoyce, is that her last name? I can't remember. Anyway, she actually was pre-torch before the John Darby days. And uh, I attended some of her seminars and Fred and Dottie and Lily Adrian are uh, following in her footsteps. And so I said, I, w- I would like to partner with y'all. And they said, amazingly, yes, with no questions. I was shocked, <laughs> anyway, excited. But we're gonna join together and offer this first course back in this area. It will be by Zoom. We actually have a, a local hospice group who is, I can't release their name yet, but they are looking in to see if they can offer a remote location. We've had some people call from our flyer uh, that we sent out Monday saying, gee, we'd love to come. We're a small care home. We really don't have the skill or technology to jump on Zoom. Um, mm. Is there going to be a location we could view it? So we've had a couple of hospice places and a rehab offer uh, space for that. So we're excited that's going to happen. It's going to be the 9th, 10th, and 11th. And that team of Fred Dottie and um Lily will be presenting all the standards for the certification portion. Our course is designed according to the regulate regulatory code of what all content needs to be included, just like um, Torch does. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll have some special speakers on uh, Friday to just kind of bring some um, color to the long array of going through standards. And yeah. so we're excited about, we're excited to be able to offer this. We'll be doing this more in the future 
as well as some workshops and that's but that's all in planning but I got to tell y'all it's been in planning for a long time and it's exciting to see it come we hope people will receive it and and register and come join us that's amazing so tell me or tell tell the audience how can they register for that where where do I go they can uh go they can contact me I'm going to give you my phone number and my email um, and my uh, admin assistant email. So three ways they can reach us. Uh, They want me to send them a flyer. They can contact me at Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I at carehomeconsulting.com. They can reach me by texting me at 210-284-7921. Or they can reach out to my admin assistant, which is Gwendolyn. It's G-W-E-N-D-O-L-Y-N at consultcindy.com. Super. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening to this, folks, look at the show notes and you you can see how to get in touch with Cindy and get registered for the CALM certification. Now, the CALM certification is something that people need to do annually, correct? Correct. They do. So CALM certification, according to the HHSC um, TAC codes, is, let me make sure everybody understands, it is not a requirement that you must have a a certification course to run an assisted living. There are other qualifications, which we, you need to to look in TAC code, uh, what is that, five, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I don't have that memorized, but anyway, it's- That's okay. it's under the assisted living standards and they line out exactly who can run an assisted living. But if you don't have, if you're not a nurse or you're not, you know, don't have certain qualifications, degrees or whatever, you've got the experience, um, related experience, whatever, you can take this certification course and put that certificate on your wall and the surveyor will ask, what are your credentials? And you can show him that and he'll go, great, awesome. Uh-huh. So that's that's the reason. They need 24 hours their first time. Okay, so your, your first certification, um, it needs to be a 24-hour course, which is what we offer. Mm-hmm. Then within that, if you are renewing, because you are required to renew those CEs every year, so you would need 12 hours. Okay. If you're a new manager and your company says, "Mm, you know, I don't know if I want to spend the money for the 24, then you are required in the regs. There is a requirement that says within the first three months of employment, you must have at least eight hours of the standard training. So you can do that within our course also. Just register and we'll make sure your eight hours count towards that because you'll you'll need to register for a certain day and then you'll have all of that met. That means you're gonna attend that long portion that Fred, Dottie and Lily are gonna present on the operational standards. Love it, okay. Good and if deal. you're just curious, if you don't know that you, if you think I might wanna own a home or I might wanna go into this business, I'm a realtor and I'd like to learn more about how do I need to market myself to people that are looking to buy a property for this, mm-hmm. which I'm working with several realtors across the state to educate them about that. Uh, that's a little niche for them. Okay. You can register for that, for that eight hours and not, not have to do the whole course because you don't really need all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want it, you can have it. But if you're a curious George and you just want to know and get your feet wet, I would suggest spending the $155 and register for that small portion. And you'll get a good overview of whether or not you think this is for you or not. Love it. Okay. And Cindy, if folks want to reach out to you about coaching, consulting, what's the best and easiest way to do that? 
they can text me at that phone number, email mm-hmm. me at that email. I can direct them to schedule. They can go right on to my online calendar and just schedule a, a 30 minute free consult. And that calendar address is calendly.com backslash care home consulting. Love it. Okay. Cindy, this has been a fun conversation. Thank you so much for just your time and your wisdom. And it's just been great. Mitch, I appreciate your interest and your um, offer to participate this way. And uh, mark my words, we're going to do some things together. We've got (laughs) you at our melting pot. We just don't know where you're going to fall out yet. So I'll be reaching out. And if there's anything else I can do to work with you, let me know. I'd love to. You bet. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great one. Bye-bye. See you.